0: Hello oh, and welcome to COS Live. You can watch the original video broadcast live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Visit conventionofstates.com pod to learn more. And now, here's COS Live.
1: Hello, COS supporters. Welcome back to another edition of COS Live. It's the first COS Live of the new year. My name is Andrew Lush. I will be your host. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, who is also the Senior Vice President for Legislative Affairs, Rita Peters. Rita, it's a pleasure to be with you in this new year. How are you?
2: I am so excited to be back, Andrew. I am so energized for 2023. I believe it's going to be a great year for Convention of States. And I'm just ready to get started. If you are watching us today, post us a little comment. We love to hear from you. And especially, we like to know where you're watching from. So let us know what state you're from. And that will make us really happy, right, Andrew?
1: Yeah, it makes us very happy. And then we get even happier if you spread the good news about Convention of States. Send out a like, a, sh- a share, a-, a retweet, wherever you're tuning in from. This helps us grow the show, but it also helps bring awareness to people out there who are looking for a solution. And as many of you know, this is the solution as big as the problem. Of course, I'm talking about Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution and a Convention of States. Well, we got a lot to cover today, Rita. It is the new year, like we just talked about. but That also means that we have Uh, legislative sessions that are opening up across the country. It's our opportunity right now to get our COS resolution in front of state legislatures so that they can vote uh, to call a a convention of states. Uh, We need to get to that number 34. We're currently at 19. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking with several of our regional directors, asking them what to expect in this new year. It's going to be an excellent interview. I can't wait to bring on our guests Uh, We also, Rita, we have another edition of COS Now. We're going to be doing that in just a few moments. But before we get to all of those great agenda items, we do have our COS Article 5 trivia giveaway with none other than COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. So, Mike, take it away.
3: Happy New Year, Andrew, Rita, and all of you in every corner of America, watching our COS Facebook Live today. What a great day it is to be here. What a great time to start a very optimistic year. I've got my favorite t-shirt on, Faith Over Fear. I'm gonna give one of those away today to the winner of our trivia question, because I've got lots of faith and I've got very, very little fear. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of anticipation that we're gonna have a record year this year In our legislative activity not to mention with building our grassroots army the heart of our mission thanks so much again for being here and i've got a question for you guys that many of you should know the answer to so if you want to win this t-shirt listen closely to my trivia question in the meantime let's say just by chance you don't win this incredible faith over fear shirt we also have it in long sleeve as well as the short sleeve version if you go to shop Conventionestates.com. you can go to the store. There's a lot of cool stuff in that store. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, now's a really great time to go there and get your Faith Over Fear shirt, or you can see one of the hats I have hanging in the back, or one of the many things that we have in the store. For now, let's start talking about how you can earn this shirt. Here's my question, 19 states have already passed the COS application with a lot of legislators, like I mentioned earlier, that are looking to join that elite group, not fairly numerous, but still elite group in 2023, in this legislative season, which we're just kicking off. Here's my question. What were the four past states in 2022? Which ones passed in 2022. There's my question. Get your fingers on. Remember, it's super important for you guys to participate, not only because it helps us to spread the word to more people, the more of you that are participating with this Convention of States Live, the more people Facebook will serve this up to so we'll get a better reach. But it's also important to participate because if you have any questions, if you have any insights that you wanna share, there's other people that either have answers or want to know what you have to know. So thanks for your participation. I'll be back later in the show to give the answer to our trivia question and now I'll turn it over to Andrew and Rita.
1: Thanks Mike. Well Rita before we get to the interview, I think we need to see some history being made. Here's the latest news from Convention of States from the Convention of States movement in this week's edition of COS Now.
4: Convention State's action capped off 2022 with a high-profile endorsement from Dr. Dave Bratt, a former Virginia congressman who made national headlines when he unseated Majority Leader Eric Cantor in a primary matchup. In a statement... Bratt writes, I believe we have now come to the time when this last resort of the people should be deployed. I have joined millions of other Americans who have signed a petition asking our legislature to pass a resolution calling for a Convention of States to propose amendments to the Constitution on the subjects of federal overreach, fiscal responsibility, and term limits. The continuing effort by Convention of States action has now succeeded in getting their proposed resolution passed in 19 states, with at least 10 others currently considering it. History teaches us that the battle is not always won by the strongest, but by the most persistent. Dr. Bratt joins a long list of high-profile endorsements from nationally known figures, including Ben Shapiro, Ben Carson, Mark Levin, Eric Metaxas, Senator Rand Paul, Congressman Chip Roy, Governor Greg Abbott, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Video recently surfaced of DeSantis reiterating his support for an Article 5 convention to propose constitutional reforms that include term limits and fiscal restraints on Congress.
0: And one of the things that Florida has done is we've certified a constitutional amendment for term limits for members of Congress. You know, if you had term limits in Congress, all these people that cause all the problems, they would not even be there anymore. And I can tell you, people will say, well, then the lobbyists run the show or this. That's already happening. The bureaucracy is already running the show. Congress has not disciplined the bureaucracy or done anything. And so you have the ability for states to certify this. I know a few states have done it. I think Alabama's done it, Florida, a couple others. But man, uh, how great would that be if the states were coming in providing a a restraint. That's how the founders envisioned. They understood when you do these things, you could do it through Congress or you could do it through the state. You could do it through either one. And they knew if you were gonna do things to discipline the people who were in power at the time, you probably had to go around them. They weren't gonna necessarily agree uh, to be able to do it.
4: Meanwhile, CUS Action President Mark Meckler appeared on Newsmax TV to preview the movement's progress in 2023.
5: Mark, where are we in the convention of states? And I I have a two-part question here. First off, just give the folks where we are in this, in in the outlook, how many states are on board, and then I'll ask you a follow-up
0: question. Sure, so it takes 34 states to call a convention. The purpose is to take power away from the federal government to prevent them from having the authority to do this kind of stuff and to give it back to the state. So it takes 34. So far, 19 have called. I would say we've got a good solid 10 in the docks for next legislative cycle. I expect we'll pick off six or seven of those. That'll take us within single digits of calling the first ever convention of states in the United States of America.
4: Several state legislatures are kicking off their legislative sessions this week, including Ohio, Montana, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New York, Maine, California, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, with many more to follow next week. Make sure you let your state legislator know that you want him or her to vote yes for COS. You can sign the COS petition and follow up with a phone call by clicking the Take Action tab of the ConventionofStates.com website. In other recent news, the Illinois team reported collecting approximately 1,100 petitions at a series of recent events, and multiple COS teams participated in wreaths across America, including in Texas and New Jersey, honoring our fallen veterans. And now you're up to date with Convention of States.
1: Rita, I am loving this new addition uh, to to Facebook Live. I love uh, Garrett's... A rundown of what we missed uh, while we were away, getting us up to date with COS Now. Uh, Just a hat tip to producer G in the background who put that together. I want to get your reaction to the first thing that you saw in the COS Now.
2: Yeah, so the Dave Bratt endorsement, of course, I am a Virginian, so I'm super excited and happy um, to have the endorsement of Dave Bratt. And, you know, I'd like to encourage those of you watching just to think about the significance of having those who have actually been in Congress, so inside the belly of the beast to have them endorsing convention of states, which is effectively a way, the only way to impose reform on Washington, D.C. from the outside in. So when when those who have been in Congress come out and say we need a convention of the states to restore this country, to restore constitutional governance, we should pay attention and you know, he joins the ranks of so many other former members of Congress who have endorsed this, and I'll just mention a few of them who have actually be- become senior advisors to Convention of States. So of course, there's the late Dr. Tom Coburn who served in both chambers in Congress and then made it his life's mission to make sure a Convention of states happened because he knew, That was the only thing to really restore the country effectively. And then, of course, um, we've got former Senator Jim DeMint served for a time as a senior advisor, strong, enthusiastic supporter of Convention of States still. And our current senior advisor, brand new back on our list, is um, Senator Rick Santorum. And he is spending his days now traveling the country and encouraging state legislators that it's time for them to act because real reform at this point can only come from outside the beltway from the states to take their their rightful place back in our federal system um andrew what about you what what struck you from what we saw in that edition
1: um let's see i think uh, um, hearing from from some of our endorsers was really cool um i, I really you know i was thinking about how um Representative Bill Taylor was talking about how uh, we the, the, the states are the parents and the federal government is uh, the children. And so Governor Ron DeSantis, when he talked about discipline and disciplining Congress, that's what I thought of. I saw, thought of what mm-hmm. Representative Bill Taylor from South Carolina said about that. And he's a, one of our endorsers. And just hearing him talk And use that language just really kind of sparked in me like, oh, yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to discipline them because they're they're rowdy. They're they're not listening to the parents. They're just going (laughs) off doing their own. And, you know, you need to put them in line and make sure that they are following the will of the people, because Congress right now is that's the last thing they're doing. They are not following the will of the people at all. And so I think hearing um, uh, the governor talk about that was was really something that I enjoyed hearing. Um, and of course there was the that the tail end talking about some of the events that were going on, um, events going on across the country. One event was, uh, they collected, I think a thousand petition signatures. I mean, that's amazing to hear that. So all of the, everything that uh, was in the COS now was really, was really inspiring. So any parting shots before we get to our guests, Rita?
2: Yeah, actually one other comment I wanted to make if you saw there toward the end, Producer, she gave us a list of all the state legislatures starting up their sessions this week and then so many more starting next week. In fact, the vast majority of the state legislatures will go back into session this month. And so if you're watching and you've been kind of sitting on the sidelines, not sure, you know, whether you should get involved or if there's anything for you to do, I want to just impress upon you that the time is now. This is when we Are making our biggest push over these next few months. So if you haven't gotten involved yet, go to conventionofstates.com, click on that take action tab, and please get involved because we need your help.
1: Well, Rita, we have some of our regional directors with us. It's a pleasure to start off this year, this Facebook Live, uh, touching our regional directors and asking them about what we can expect in the 2023 legislative session. So we have Katherine Zamanik, who oversees Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio, Idaho, and Minnesota. We also have Susan Peters, who is the regional director responsible for Pennsylvania, Maine, New Hampshire, New York, Rhode Island, and Vermont. We also have Grant Martin. Uh, he is the regional director that covers North Carolina, Kentucky, Colorado, Virginia, South Carolina, and West Virginia. And then we also have Dave Schneider. He is our senior regional director, and he covers uh, Kansas, Michigan, Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Uh, Rita, I want to kick it over to you since you are the Vice President of Legislative Affairs.
2: Yeah, that was a real mouthful, Andrew. Good job on getting through all of that. Yeah, so we are currently at 19 states passed with 15 more needed to trigger the first ever Article Five Convention. Commissioners to that convention would be empowered to propose constitutional reform on three topics, term limits on Congress and federal officials, fiscal restraints on Washington, and limits on the size and scope of the federal government. We need this now more than ever. I'm sure those of you watching will agree on that. Several of your states are vying to join that group of 19 past states this year and push us into the 20s on that road to the magic number that triggers the convention, 34. Now, Grant, I want to start with you. You had success last year in West Virginia and South Carolina. Let's talk about the other Carolina, North Carolina because it felt like we were so close there in 2022. We passed in one chamber, but didn't get to a final vote in the other chamber, the Senate. The North Carolina team is doing the work. They are wonderful. They made a huge splash in the elections, helping to secure a super majority for the Republicans in both chambers of the legislature. Now, that must have raised some eyebrows. Do you think North Carolina will be the 20th state?
6: Well, I think probably not, not because I don't think that they're going to pass this year, but I think there's some other states that are going to pass before them just based on the timing of the legislative activities. But I am predicting that they are going to be one of our past states this year. And to mention, you mentioned how they worked so hard during the elections. I couldn't be more proud of that. They are truly an amazing team. It would have been really easy after the not being heard in the Senate for them to just kind of wheeled away and you know, just say the heck with this. But they did anything but that. They, they worked so hard during the elections. I mean, thousands and thousands of phone calls they made, thousands of texts to get good quality candidates in the state legislator. Most importantly for us, those that support convention in a state. So it was, they worked really hard, very proud of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Rita, I want to go over to Catherine now, because she also had some success last year. The Wisconsin team was successful in passing the COS resolution. Um, it felt also, Catherine, that like there was great momentum in Iowa. And that looked like that could be a state that would Passed the resolution last year as well. That didn't happen. But what about this year? Do you think Iowa has the momentum, kind of the wind at their back, going, uh, helping them through 2023? And do you think that they can beat the Martin region in being the next state to pass the CUS resolution, becoming state number 20?
7: I think Iowa is going to be state number 20. I just get a great feel for that. I'm headed to Iowa next week on Monday. We will be uh, doing a, um, a breakfast there and talking to the legislators, passing out our surge materials and just lobbying uh, the legislature. So the team is really excited in Iowa, like North Carolina. They've worked really, really hard. We had some disappointments at the end of last year. But also, we have wonderful sponsors in Iowa, and we have wonderful champions in the legislature. Iowa is primed to get this passed. So that's my prediction that Iowa is going to be state number 20.
2: Dave, let's go over to you. Last year, when we hosted the same roundtable, we were talking about the possibility possibility of Nebraska passing. And against all odds, you and the Nebraska team and our wonderful Senator Steve Holland got that done. A few of your states are in play this year to join the list of past states. And we were just recently talking with Evie Brennan, one of your Wyoming volunteers who was elected to the Senate in Wyoming it's not a state we've talked a lot about but is wyoming in contention to make a splash this year
8: oh i believe so And matter of fact i'll be heading there this week uh, to meet with some key legislators including our brand new freshman Abby, uh, who's going to be in the senate there as well as getting to meet a lot of the other freshmen um, that we were very active in the elections in this next this cycle um, looking really good as far as the legislative makeup of uh, especially the Senate side and um, looking for some some real positive outlook there, and, uh, especially with the incoming new speaker being a big champion of ours. Um, looking forward to getting on the ground there in person this week and really getting a better sense of uh, the timing. Um, they give it a a little, little later start as far as when they start the legislation there. Uh, compared to some of the other states, but uh, the freshmen are all coming in this week, so we got to be there um, with gonna have Rick Santorum in 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 the building this week as well. So Wyoming's definitely in play and uh, it will be uh, very much anticipated uh, to add them to the list this year.
1: Dave, you just mentioned Rick Santorum, so I want to go over to Susan for a moment, because I can imagine, Susan, that having Rick Santorum join Convention of States as our senior advisor, that, that must have been a real boon for you and the Pennsylvania team. And I know he helped out so much. It looked like it was a possibility for Pennsylvania to pass in 2022, and um, we saw that there was a push to get involved in elections there wherever possible, legally. Um, the election didn't quite pan out the way we wanted it to, but do you think that Pennsylvania is still on the table for passing in
5: 2023? Absolutely. I'm excited to see what ha- is happening in Pennsylvania. Senator Santorum has brought the champion attitude and winning spirit to the legislature in Pennsylvania. He still has great friends there and has done a wonderful job in opening doors and and giving us audiences that had been less than stellar at best before so we're really excited to see what is going to be going on not only with the activity within the legislature but we have uh, changed our battle plan for pennsylvania in a way that has just reinforced the grassroots involvement and folks are building this rapport with their individual legislators and writing hand- the handwritten notes we are just putting all stops out and also that one of the dynamics we're changing is timing. So we are looking at coming, hitting the ground running right now and starting in the spring, into the spring with our work in the legislature.
2: Now, Catherine, as the regional director, you also have the state of Ohio which was awarded the State Team of the Year Award for 2022. The legislature has heard us several times in committee. I've personally testified there. It sounds like we might see some real movement there this year. Can you tell us about the Ohio team's work and is 2023 going to finally be their year?
7: I think it is, Rita. I, I feel really, really good, and the team feels good. We've been in contact throughout the holidays. They have just jumped in uh, this week already. They're making phone calls. They're really organizing the team, putting the strategy in place. I'll be in Ohio January 20th with the team for state strategy meeting. And, you know, that they, they faced some obstacles in this past year it it was really nothing under their control but we have uh, some really great champions now especially in the house in ohio and i expect really positive things to come out of that um we just we have to raise our voice in Ohio. We have to let them know that uh, you know we're not going to stop. the The team is is they're just some of the finest people I've ever had the pleasure to work with and stand with. So, uh, let's let put Ohio in the in the win column in
1: twenty twenty three. Grant, I want to go over to you to talk about. Con- Kentucky for a moment. Uh, I believe there's a big event coming up there. How optimistic is the team uh, feeling after some of the major electoral victories and successes that y'all experienced?
6: Well, we're, you know, we're very hopeful in, in Kentucky. There's the team, there's another amazing team there, another amazing team of grassroots that are working so, so diligently. And, you know, it was really interesting. One of the House races that they were able to participate in the elections won by I think it was a hundred votes. So obviously uh, we developed a pretty good champion there, and, and, and we're, I think one of the things that has been missing in in Kentucky and I, we're overcoming is we're we're developing some champions inside. There's people that will work uh, work on our behalf behind those closed doors, working with their colleagues, getting them to support us. So, yes, we're very optimistic. We have a rally coming up, our, our state rally at the Capitol on the on the 9th of February. So we're looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, so, yes, the team, I, I think, is, is very excited. And and so am I. So I'm, I'm looking for good things out of Kentucky this year.
2: Dave, what about Montana? We've seen the photos of these big town hall events. Some truly impressive crowds, and we have a great legislative team. And Senator Tom McGilvery, it seems like momentum could be building there. But I also know there are some obstacles. What say you?
8: Well, you're definitely right. The the town halls that Senator McGilvery has been able to to build upon over the last two years. Just remember that Montana only meets their legislature only meets every two years. So this opportunity that starts this next um, next week is once every two-year opportunity that we have there so this has been a two-year plan and senator McGilvery has been a huge integral part of this setting up those town halls across the state Um, we've um, been an amazing turnout and getting to key legislative districts really working the his contacts throughout the state of montana to up that whip count and to get the right people elected as well uh, to ensure that we have a, a very good shot this uh, this biennium that's that's going to kick off here in in another week, looking forward to get there mid mid month um, to to have uh, some legislative meetings as well and to kind of put some pieces together. Now I've got a um, I, I think that the Senate there could could really move up on this um, you know by mid January and and really get it across the line. They're looking really good. Um, some question marks still remain on the House side with all the freshmen. We're going to try to answer some of those questions. But, yes, John Burt Society, those types, really do live in the cowboy states. You know, Wyoming, we already talked about, Montana. But I'm going to take a, you take a trip back two years ago and, re- and remember how far, you know, that they had a foothold in these states. And we didn't really get a lot of uh, votes in these states just a short, two short years ago. And now we're looking at them as uh, perhaps past states this year and i think both of them can come on board including montana uh hopefully um it may be state 20 i don't know Uh, could be could go that quick i i just can't anticipate how fast we can line this up
1: Hmm. rita it gets me so excited just hearing all of the states that we're talking about there are several other states that each regional director has we can't get to all of the states so i think rita what we need to do is a lightning round a couple lightning rounds. So I'm going to go around the horn and call on each one of you. And I'd like you to kind of tell me what is your sleeper state for 2023? Which one do you think is going to make a big push and might uh, might show up out of nowhere as a, as a state that passes in 2023 or makes a huge push? So I'm going to go back to you, Dave. What's your sleeper state for 2023?
8: my sleeper states the hardest state in the union to get this done in it's the state of kansas Um, we've had majority votes in in the state several times with majority support in the legislature unfortunately there's a two-thirds rule that's been in existence since the 1970s we're trying to find a way and that's really what we try to do in my region is find a way through uh, to get these things done and uh, it's definitely a sleeper pick Um, whether it's to get a two-thirds majority or to uh, fix the two-thirds majority rule. So we're working on both avenues. Been really involved in the elections and built a huge following in in the legislature over the years. Again, it's my home state, so I've got deep knowledge here working it for the last nine years. But I think it's definitely a sleeper option uh, this particular session.
1: All right, Susan, over to you. What's your sleeper pick for 2023?
5: Well, I'm going, I'm going to have to speak up for New Hampshire this year. Really excited with um, leadership options, even though we have a very slim majority in the House, and we are watching the involvement of our grassroots, our comms teams in New Hampshire just going off the charts and what they're getting done, the number of people who are coming out, the number of people who have committed to coming to Concord, whenever the opportunity arises. And one of the exciting things that has happened in this last week is one of our major opponents from out of state who is coming in has a brother in the legislature, and we have found a way to get into his organization um, with an invited opportunity to speak to the party at that point, and maybe be able to diffuse some of his venom. So I'm looking forward for New Hampshire, but I'm not counting my states out.
1: Mm. All right, Catherine, you mentioned Ohio. You mentioned Iowa as two strong states that might pass this year. What's your sleeper pick that no one's thinking about?
7: My sleeper pick is Idaho. Idaho. And Dave mentioned the puzzle pieces being put together. That's exactly what is happening out in Idaho. We already have a great sponsor. He's a wonderful champion. We have a wonderful team out there. They've worked so hard. I'll be headed out to Idaho on February 1st to join Rick Santorum and Mark Meckler. We will be having um, some legislative meetings and then a big town hall out there. So Idaho could be... Twenty one. If I was twenty, Idaho is gonna be twenty one. That's my pick.
1: All right. Grant, what about you? What's your sleeper pick that we should all be looking out for?
6: Virginia. I know Rita'll be happy to hear that because she lives there and so does uh so does Susan, but the team again doing amazing work to get the resolution prefiled uh, really early this this past year so they were able to work we're getting already 13 co-sponsors on on the resolution. You know, we I think we're chances are really good in the House. We have some challenges in the in the Senate to get through, but I tell you what, the team is they're fired up, they're excited, and they've got people lined up to be at the Capitol most every day this session. So it's it's a lot of fun to watch how how far they've come, and I, I think they're going to do some really good things this year. So keep your eye out on Virginia.
2: That's right. Let's go, Virginia. (laughs) Thanks, Grant. Um, Before we let you guys go, we love having you on the program. We want to talk about 2023 predictions. So I'm going to ask each of you to make a forecast for the new year. It does not have to even be about your region, but what is your one prediction for 2023? Susan, I'm going to start with you on this one.
5: Oh, wow. Well, our, I'm going to start with our theme, um, because this is where I want to go with the prediction. Our theme this year is I am not alone. And our teams are doing everything they can to build legislators in with other legislators and build them, build their responsibilities into other legislators and grassroots folks. And I can just see the number of petition signers and our number we're aiming at 35 million around the country in order to get the the convention going and we could we could at least double this year in petition signers so that's where i'm going
2: great okay katherine let's go to you next
7: i'm predicting six wins for convention of states this year and um It's all about relationship building. That's the theme in my region, build the relationships. And if a legislator is in your way, run for that seat. So that's what I'm encouraging. We need more COS folks in the legislature.
2: That's the way to do it. Okay, Grant, how about you? One prediction for 2023. Well, I was
6: looking at it for my region, and I might say that we're going to have at least four successful between COS resolutions and other legislative activities that we might take on in some of the past states. I think we're going to have four successes in my region.
8: That's my prediction.
2: All right. And Dave, I'll let you close us out with predictions for 2023.
8: Well, I can. I'm going to center around uh, state of South Dakota specifically. I can give you some predictions there. I've worked in the state for quite a few years and I can certainly procrastinate a little bit. <laughs> but um, I would go back to my theme, kind of like Susan said, is to find a way. And we definitely need to find a way in the state of South Dakota. I can predict one thing of two happening. If Kristi Noem, our governor that we all know from the state of South Dakota, comes out in support a convention of convention states, we do pass convention of states in the state of South Dakota. If she doesn't, um, it's going to be a slugfest, and because the the Senate uh, leader and the House leader both do not support COS, and they basically need some uh, some coercing from the governor to get it done. We have a strong whip count in South Dakota, and we could pass if, in fact, the leadership wasn't going to um, try to try to throw it efforts. they will put up a huge roadblock for us in the state of South Dakota. But I can tell you right now, if, if Christy Noem does support and, and verbally says it, we will pass South Dakota.
1: Hmm. All right. What great predictions Rita. I wish we had more time to pick their brains to see, uh, kind of get some more golden nuggets on what's expected in 2023. Thank you each and every one of you for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have our regional directors. I'm certain we're going to have, Uh, Most of you back on the show again in the near future. Until then, thank you so much for what you're doing. God bless all of you. With that, we have our Article 5 Trivia Giveaway with COS Vice President Mike Ruthenberg. Mike, back to you.
3: Thank you, Andrew. What a great, great show to start this year. I'm super excited about it. As you guys know or remember from when I first came on, I'm giving away my favorite shirt, the Faith Over Fear t-shirt that we have at shopconventionstates.com. If you weren't quick with your fingers, let's say you didn't win, well, go to shopconventionstates.com and pick up a shirt. They are really cool. Not to mention you can get it in long sleeve or you can get one of many other designs we have among a lot of other items we have in the Convention State Store. It's super popular and you definitely don't want to miss out. Okay, so if you remember the question last year, we had 19 states pass the COS application and a lot more looking this year. In 2023, I have great faith that we're going to have a record year in the number of legislatures, legislatures that pass the resolution this year, more than the four we had last year. And the trivia question, what were the four states to pass in 2022? Our answer, four states were Wisconsin, Nebraska, West Virginia, and South Carolina. In that order, what great states. And believe it or not, two of those states belong to one of our regional directors, Grant Martin. He and his teams worked incredibly hard. It just goes to show you that there's no one person that's going to make this happen. It's the teams that make it happen. It's the relationships that you're building over and over again that make it happen. And I'm excited to know that maybe it's North Carolina, maybe it's Ohio. Who knows what state is going to pass this year or which ones? I think we're going to have six of them. So let's go out and make that happen this year, and it'll be a bumper crop for us. Anyway, that's what we have for today. I'm turning it back to Rita and Andrew to close out the show.
2: Thanks, Mike. We do this show every week to reach, teach, and activate Americans with the constitutional empowerment gifted to We the People. If you're ready to take your place among the Americans who are doing whatever it takes to restore our republic, Sign up for one of the volunteer roles with COS. Go to conventionofstates.com and click the Take Action tab to get started.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to our social media accounts. We're on Rumble, MeWe, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Parler, Parler, Truth Social, and Instagram. You can listen to this uh, program and other historic legacy content on our Convention of States podcast. Just search Convention of States wherever you podcast from. Uh, Check out the battle cry with COS co-founder and president, Mark Meckler. It's on every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of COS Live. We have a country to save, so it's time for us to get back to work. This
0: has been the podcast version of COS Live. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com
8: slash pod. Thank you for listening.